On the latest episode of the Drum Shuffle Podcast, Jamie Eads talks with jazz drummer Dan Aaron. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello! From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 35, Grand Canyon, first round sad tournament, and Jeff Chappelle Bracket Talk. It's a combo show. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV, Twitter. Tweeting on Twitter, find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know... Did you miss a birthday on Facebook? It's hard to miss a birthday. No birthday talk on the Unreasonable Doubt podcast page, but still look for it, find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com is the email address. Send me an email. I'll read it on the podcast. West Virginia moves on. When it gets when we're in the sad tournament, it's survive and advance. And West Virginia did that. They defeated Grand Canyon 77-63. The crowd was better than what I thought it would be. The Mountaineers had the first, the lower level pretty much full. It was close to full. A sprinkling of people in the upper level. Listen, I was flipping around and saw a replay of the Texas NIT first round game, a Texas home game. Now, in the regular season, the Texas fans do not care about basketball. In the NIT tournament, they care less. I mean, it was basically an open scrimmage. <laughs> it was it was quite sad and weird. So that's what I was expecting for the sad tournament tonight and West Virginia had a better crowd than Texas. Now don't hang your hat on that, but that's what happened. West Virginia came out flat. They were down seven early to the antelopes. West Virginia came back. They were up by four at the half. The half ended with a Jermaine Haley dunk, which was exciting for the sad tournament. And then the key thing that happened is Grand Canyon's leading scorer Got two quick fouls a row in a row in the second half with 16 minutes left, and that gave him four fouls. So he had to sit. Grand Canyon did take the lead after that briefly with 10 minutes left. And then from that point, West Virginia outscored the Antelopes 28-12. to A lot of those baskets in that run came from Jermaine Haley and Chase Harler. And so Jermaine Haley is your first-round SAD tournament MVP, 24 points, 11 of 18 shooting. When he decides he wants to get to the rim, and he always has a height advantage, he gets a shot, and he did that a lot in the second half. 
Chase Harler, 10 points on 3 of 6 shooting. Matthews had a sneaky good game, 11.6 rebounds. Culver missed a lot of bunnies, but he did have 10 rebounds. So West Virginia advances in the SAD tournament to play Monday against Coastal Carolina. And their mascot is a bird, of which I can't pronounce the word of the bird. Okay? It's just Coastal Carolina. The birds, it starts with a C and ends with an R. I'll give it a shot on Monday's episode. But enough of the sad tournament. One more perspective on the NCAA tournament. Bracket Talk, the final edition. Jeff Chappelle came on the podcast. He came on last year. One of the biggest WVU fans I know. It was interesting to get his insight on the 2018-19 season and what he has in his bracket. So after this, my interview with Jeff Chappelle. Woody's Goodies is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Two locations, Marmette, St. Albans, West Virginia, home of the True Discount Deal. You walk into a Woody's Goodies, you're staring at discount deals. All over the store. Check out their Facebook page. Inventory changes all the time. And on the Facebook page, they let you know what's going to be in the store the next day. You should also follow them on Facebook because if you like and share their posts, you'll be entered in a $50 weekly drawing. $50! That's a nice incentive to share the love for Woody's goodies. What do they have right now in the store? They have Walking Dead Luxury Throws. They've got bedding sets. They've got candles. They've got toys at a discount. They've got air fryers. They've got Keurig machines. They've got an Instant Pot. All those things and more. Get there as soon as possible. Woody's Goodies. Discount deals. Jeff Chappelle, welcome back to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Hey, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing great. All right. Fantastic. Thank you for joining me once again. It's always exciting to talk about the brackets. Now, WVU's not in our brackets this year. I asked Neil Stone this. I put you on because you're the biggest WVU fan that I know. How did you process this basketball season for WVU? Some sad spots, lots of injuries, but some bright spots at the end. Give me your thoughts on the 2018-19 season for WVU. Man, that was it was brutal. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we just have to call it like it is, man. It's, I mean, it was, it was, it was awful. I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to use too many superlatives, <laughs> but thank goodness for the way the the season ended. I mean. Right. Like, and on the, I mean, it's not a high note, but at least some hope for the future versus right. a, a few games stretched there in January, February, where it's like, what, what is going on? Yes. And, and here's the thing. The, the funny thing about it is that there's a, I'm going to look at this as a, a good and a bad thing is because since West Virginia is not involved in the tournament at all, um, I don't have heartstrings attached to to the, to the tournament anymore. You know. Okay, like, so you you have you don't have any bias going into this, right? One. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> but 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 even on a on a weird kind of note, it's weird how this played out. 
I didn't watch as because West Virginia's season was so awful. I didn't watch nearly as much basketball as I normally do. Because usually I would watch basketball all weekend. I mean, right? I watched the game before West Virginia. I watched the game after, and then you know, throughout the night, I kind of you know, bouncing around from ESPN to ESPN two, ESPN U, you name it. I just did once. Once a West Virginia game was over, I just wanted the bad taste out of my mouth. You had to walk away. Yeah, I had to walk away. And you can't be the only one, Jeff. I think <laughs> I think a lot of the fan base had a, um, all right, well, I hope it gets better, but we'll see you all next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably, the, the, with no offense to the basketball team, that was probably the healthier way to do it versus what I was doing, <laughs> uh, slogging through every game. Now, it was, again – when you when you stick with it, when you see some hope, it's yeah. more rewarding. Yeah. But there was a lot of no hope to get to that part. So yeah, right. I think you might have done it right. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I did some of the things that I do traditionally. Like I'll record the game because I, I know I'm not going to be home and and come back home when I get home. I turn on the game and watch it. I can't. I can count on one hand how many times I actually watched the game back. I mean, where you knew the result and it's like, I don't want to put myself. Yeah, I don't. Because a lot of times, even if I'm not watching, I'm listening to Tony and Jay's call on the radio. So, right. and sometimes I just have to shut that off because it was just, it was hard to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's so true. I mean, there's, you're absolutely right. It was yeah. a rough stretch. We, and we haven't seen that probably since Catlett was around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Hargett season. That, right. That's the last time we've seen the wheels fall off to that degree. Yeah, and they like they there was no hope at the end of that one. It was just, <laughs> well, they just at at some point they just lost the rest of the year, which is <laughs> yes, so crazy. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> uh, so West Virginia does make the sad tournament. They play tonight against Grand Canyon at seven p.m. Do you have West Virginia winning this first game in the sad tournament? Yes, actually, I do. I think this this team is actually on the upswing, and it gives me kind of hope for a future, especially with the possibility. I'm saying that in air quotes. Of course, you can't see me. The possibility of saying about Kanate coming back next year, and um, you know what? Though I've, I'm out of the business of predicting uh, an outcome for a season. I'm not. I'm never doing that again. I'm never going to look at a team and have especially a team with so many new players and predicting anything never again ever <laughs> well you know here's so this is my other question about wvu before we get into the brackets if if they weren't ranked preseason top 15 i think they were 13th they in the 13th. preseason yes if they didn't have that preseason ranking of which they don't have anything to base that on other than i'm just i'm just putting this out there that they're just saying Huggins and the system and enough guys back, <laughs> they figure it out. Yes. If they don't ha- but if they don't have that thir- number 13 preseason ranking, do we have the same expectations? Probably this not. year. Probably not. I mean, I had my own uh, little delusions of grandeur. <laughs> sure. No, we talk ourselves each year into best case scenario. Yeah. And you know, but I didn't take into account of how much, how impactful it was for Javon Carter to graduate. And I say Javon Carter, I shouldn't just say him, but he, both he and Dax, that changed everything. 
It really it changed everything. And in a preseason prediction, you can't predict injuries. Right. Yes. Exactly. There's just no way we can't. There's just it's never going to be able to be the case where you can predict that. No, there's no way you know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about the brackets without bias (laughs) because (laughs) Weston is not in it. Yeah. Give me Jeff your upset specials. Give me a couple of teams that are high seeds that you expect to win at least a couple of games. Um, you know, I really don't even have that many um, upsets even in this tournament. I, I really don't. And I know there's something that happen every year. But as I was filling out my bracket, I kept thinking, uh, especially if I'd seen the team. And again, I don't have as much to go on this year because I haven't watched it. You didn't watch as much, right. Right. And um, the, really the only upset I see, in, well, in the first round, I've got Oregon over Wisconsin. That's and a that, popular one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I guess this is a is a is an upset. I, I got Oklahoma over Ole Miss, but then I have them losing the next game. And in the um, what round is that? I, I think I got Auburn over Kansas because I just I'm not con- buying Kansas this year. I just think this is a different kind of Kansas team. I, I don't see them. They're just so young. Yeah, and they're and they're not the young like Duke. They're really good players. They're they're top shelf players, but they are not. They are not Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett. Right. Those guys. Right. Yeah. Right. And and now that you mentioned that, um, well, you haven't asked me that. I want you to get to that point. No, <laughs> let, let's get into it. I'll just get your. We'll just go through the final four picks uh, for each region. So let's look at the Duke bracket, the each East region. Who do you have coming out of the East? I got Duke coming out of it. You have Duke, yeah, and that's uh, it's going to be weird to see the the people's brackets that don't have Duke, yeah. and how many may be right because I don't want to predict what you're going to say after this. So we'll get to it. All right, okay. West region, the Gonzaga bracket. Which team do you have coming out of the West? I got Gonzaga. Gonzaga I beat Duke. Uh, actually, early I in did. the season. I actually. Okay, well, now I'm not going to get ahead of you. Okay, well, okay, but we got Gonzaga. They, they are really good. Again, they yes. beat Duke. Only team that beat Duke full strength. Mm-hmm. They're going to be. They lost in their in their conference championship, but yeah. they're they're really strong and yeah. lots of lots of good players. Okay, South Region, Virginia's bracket. Do you have who do you have coming out of the South? I've actually got. I've actually got Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, and that was that was a hard one for me because I've got, excuse me, I've got uh, Tennessee and Virginia playing in the Elite Eight, and um, I don't know. There's something about Virginia as good as they are. They just have, they need to prove it to me. <laughs> it's like yeah, it reminds me Virginia's got that stink like Pittsburgh did. Yeah, with Howland. Yeah. And even Jamie Dixon were just number one seeds, very good all season, uh-huh. and just couldn't put together in the tournament. Right. And Rick Barnes had now Rick Barnes has been to a Final Four, but he's kind of got that that stigma as well. He does, and he, maybe he doesn't really deserve it, but it's it's the it's the truth. But he's never been there, so yeah, Barnes probably doesn't deserve it. But I but I lump him in that group of underachieving in the yeah in the NCAA tournament. Right. Yeah, that's exactly my thoughts exactly. Okay, so Tennessee out of the South, and then mm-hmm. the Midwest bracket one seat is UNC. Who do you have coming out of the Midwest? I've actually got Kentucky. And Kentucky? Yeah, they're not. 
Believe it or not, I do. I, I think that, um, I mean, I could actually see North Carolina win the whole thing. But I just, I don't know. I just have this thing, I, I don't know what it is about Kentucky and, uh, um, or maybe it's Cal, Coach, you know, Calipari. Right. No, I mean, I think Kentucky, this is the first Kentucky season in a while where they've kind of been uh, in the shadows a little bit. Yeah. They got, they got blown off the door, you know, blown <laughs> off the court in the first game by Duke. Yeah. And I think right or wrong, that kind of uh, people remembered that. And I don't know, and I'm maybe I'm projecting and this is just a me thing, but kind of checked out on Kentucky after Duke, Duke put an on them like that. And they've, had, and they've had a great year and got to the conference championship, beat Tennessee strongly on their home court. So, I mean, they're, they're a good team. And so it's not crazy to think that they could make it to the final four. Yeah. You know what? And um, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, Kentucky, and I may be a little by, and this sounds weird to say I'm biased for Kentucky. I just, <laughs> I've got absolutely no love for the Wildcats, but uh, I just, I, they're a team that I somehow wound up watching several of their games. I okay. I don't know why that happened, but I just didn't. But after watching that team play throughout the year, I probably watched them probably five or six times. I mean, not a lot. I'm just saying that's you know, that's still sure. for a team that I, that I don't follow. I didn't. What I took from it is this team is getting progressively better, which you know teams are going to do through the year. We sure. Saw, we saw that with West Virginia once <laughs> once the cancer was removed, right? And uh, but. I don't know. I just think they might sneak up on somebody. Okay. I, I think that's a that's a good pick. UNC's getting picked by a lot of folks because they beat Duke a couple of times. But I think I think both teams can make it to the Elite Eight, and I, I wouldn't argue against either either pick out of that bracket. So you've got Duke, you've got Gonzaga, you've got Tennessee and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Give me who you're, who's going to be in the national championship and who's going to win it all. Well, you know what? This is here's where I go against conventional wisdom because I know everybody and their mama has Duke as the prohibitive favorite yes. to win the whole thing. And I actually, I mean, I could see that. And I don't know if I just feel like feel the need to be the oddball, but I can't help but think, and no pun intended, I just can't help but think <laughs> this that Duke is going to stub their toe against. Um, I, I I just see them losing to Gonzaga. And I know they've already lost him, and I also realize it was early in the season, and these teams get better. But I just kind of think it's going to wind up being um, Gonzaga. Okay, and Gonzaga playing who in the national championship? Kentucky, believe it or not. Gonzaga, Kentucky. Yeah. And who do you got winning that one? I've actually got Gonzaga beating Kentucky sixty-four to fifty-nine. Wow. So, you, so in the realm of. You know, talking about Virginia and, and prove it to me. Uh huh. You're you're good against conventional wisdom with Gonzaga, who has made a Final Four. Yeah. Does not and made it to a championship game. Right. But you have them going, they coming over the top this year and winning it. Yeah, and again, you know what? Yeah, I can see that almost sounds like a um, well, wait, it's like a sleight of hand there. <laughs> wait a minute, Gonzaga's never proven it either. I think this is the year they're finally going to do it. Okay. Everybody, you know, there was a time in Duke history where they couldn't get over the top, and then right. they did. So right. everybody's got their moments. So why not Gonzaga this year? Yeah, I just um, 
I don't know. And you know what? Because, like I said, I haven't watched, I haven't really got a chance to, and Gonzaga's another team that I've probably watched two or three times play. And be honest with you, though, I've probably seen Duke, I've seen Duke way more than I want to this year. Well, yeah, <laughs> there's been some intrigue with that team this year. Yeah, they all, yeah. I mean, how can you? I mean, more so. I mean, Duke always gets a lot of um, television time. Oh yeah, they do. They don't suffer from any no. Art. They're always on. The, they're <laughs> always on the map. But this year in particular was Zion Williamson. Yeah, and and that guy's amazing. I mean, I'm you know, I just my gosh, that team. That team is. It's almost unfair. It's. <laughs> It's pretty amazing when he and you know what's weird, Jeff, is that with the talent of that team, when Zion did, you know, have that injury and and came out of a shoe, like ripped the shoe apart. Yeah, you think the talent's so great, and but they're freshmen, but the talent's so great that they wouldn't they wouldn't step back as much as they did without Williamson. Yeah, and that That's team was completely different without him on the court. Right, I didn't expect that. Because I didn't they, even this year they've said that that Barrett is could be a higher draft pick than Zion, yeah. and Reddish is right up there with with that guy. So losing one of them, but you know, with WBU, the not not that it was comparable to Zion going down, but right. not having Kanate and not having Bolden for a yeah. majority of the season, yeah, it really changed what that team looked like. So it really, I, so yeah. it, it's just weird that you don't treat Duke the same way as our team, but I really didn't think they'd step back as much as they did. I didn't either. That, that, that's what surprised me. That's what, that's what makes me think that there's something, something there that's, that's not, um, I'm not going to say it's going to come back. That'll necessarily come back to bite them. But if, if Williamson goes down again, or, uh, you know, or, hold on a second. Um, I'm sorry. Um, if Williamson go down again or something just, something quirky or if he even just pulls a hammy or something or just has to sit for a while in the game that could change everything that's true that's true all right so gonzaga so you broke the streak on this podcast of picking for duke you went with gonzaga and i salute for it because i didn't i don't feel great about all of us picking the same teams exactly thank you for going a different path last question i'll get you out of here jeff outside of culver the player from this team from this season that you're most excited about for the future? Um, I would, I would say, I would probably say Emmett Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kid really showed me something. Um, yeah, I would have to say it was, um, yeah, Matthews. And I'll tell you what, there's, um, there, there's a lot of, um, I'm really starting to feel a lot more comfortable about McCabe running the point too. He's so much different at the end of the year than what he was at the beginning. And just the confidence, the, and I don't know if it's not concerned about getting pulled for defense and giving him confidence or just the natural progression of getting better through the season. But Yes. Turnovers went way down. Very confident. Not that he made a lot of shots in the last few games, but that he wanted to take the shot. Yes, absolutely. And if Jermaine, that, if Jermaine Haley plays the way we've seen and we've seen him play in spurts more aggressive than, then I think that bodes well for West Virginia just as well. That's I, I like all of those picks. I, the Emmett Matthews game against Texas tech, you can't help but be excited about yeah. him in the future. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Well, that's that's all I got, Jeff. I really appreciate you coming on again. Like I said, you're the number one WBU fan I know. It makes me sad that you hold that crown and had to bail out <laughs> during the season. But I totally get it. That's healthier probably for your well-being. And so I totally get it. But I appreciate you coming on, and thanks for joining me again on Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Oh, well, no problem at all. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. It's March 20th. There's 31 days in March. Why is that important? It is. <laughs> Don't ask why. But also, you're running out of time to get a great deal from Dyer Prime Creative Group. They do custom designs. They're a full-service graphic shop. And the deal they have for you... They'll help you with the design. Put it on a color t-shirt of your choice. Pick a color. They're going to have it. 50 single color custom shirts with your design. $300. That's a deal. If you want white shirts. 50 white shirts with your custom design. $275. You're running out of time. Get on that deal. Contact them. 304-767-4445. DyerPrime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Again, big thanks to Jeff Chappelle for joining me once again on the conclusion of Bracket Talk. Good luck with your brackets and enjoy the first four days of the NCAA tournament. It's the best sports time of the year for me. I love it. I hope you do too. Got nerdy. That's a lot of bracket talk. (laughs) It's four straight days of bracket talk. But I'll give you a break. I just love it. And I don't know if you can tell that or not. I thought it was fascinating that Jeff said he tuned... And Jeff is a diehard WVU fan. And had the games on the DVR and said, you know what? For my well-being, I'm going to take a pass. I don't think of him as as less of a WVU fan because he he took some games off. (laughs) It was a rough stretch. It really was. But again, thank you, Jeff. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. All of them. You know where they are. If you don't, call me. Or text me or whatever. I'll let you know how how to find this show. But you have to be listening to this to find it. And you've already found it. I don't know what I'm doing. It's just something I do. Subscribe. Rate the podcast five stars. Leave a review. Say I'm terrible in that review. But rate it five stars and leave a review. That is good for me. Good for the podcast. It helps your writing. It gives you some It gives you some reps on, on writing paragraphs and stuff. <laughs> Using periods and commas or whatever. The next episode, second round sad tournament. WBU hosts Coastal Carolina. That's Monday at 7 p.m. Enjoy the games. Until then, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WBU for the 2018-19 season. 15 wins, 20 losses. <laughs>